Welcome to the Hey Legal Quiz with me, Edith Forrest. The aim of this quiz is to provide some light-hearted entertainment during lockdown and beyond. I'll be asking 20 questions of leading Scottish legal figures, questions which give insight to their careers and their lives beyond the law. So let's begin. So I'm joined today by Claire Mitchell QC. Hello, Claire. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? You're looking very glamorous this morning. <laughs> Thank you. I've put on makeup for the first time in days, weeks, months. I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. And fresh from the small screen, the BBC, we, um, I really enjoyed watching the, the documentary, or the, the, the programme that was uh, recorded in the appeal court. Did you enjoy doing that? Oh, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the bits that they did in the actual court, you don't notice at all because you're actually doing the appeal, you're up on your feet. Um, and then they just sort of got, came and, and, and did sort of five minutes filming here or there asking certain questions. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting to see myself on the small screen yeah. <laughs> through my fingers. You were, no, not at all. I thought you were outstanding. Well, <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it didn't feel that way. Oh, well, um, different type of challenge this morning. You've, you've kindly agreed to answer the hey legal quiz questions um, and I'm certainly excited to hear your answers. So shall we just start? Yeah, fine in. Okay, so the first question, Claire, is if you weren't a lawyer, what would you be? Um, what did you ask? Oh, I know what you answered to that, a vet, right? I watched you <laughs> Which I was totally surprised about when I really? met. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I was, um, I haven't known you all these years and, you know, never, that's a question that's never come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was going to do law at uni, I, um, I chose law for my first two subjects and then film and TV studies for my second two. Okay. So um, it just depended on my grades as to what, for future I had I suppose <laughs> so I, I think yeah I think something to do with media broadcast media something like that I would have I would have been involved in okay. um yeah and had you as when you were young like at school and things had you always wanted to do obviously you took law as, as part of your um or, or as, as yeah I mean law laws laws what I wanted to do since I was a kid I um um, I'm famous or infamous for always going on about Crown Court. If you haven't seen Crown Court, get the box set. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I don't have shares in it, um, mm-hmm. and it 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 was so it was so good. Like I would come home at lunchtime and watch half an hour TV show. You know, here's the crime. Here we go into court. Here's one or two witnesses being interviewed. And Crown Court's the only TV show that if you watch it now, just when you're turning to someone and saying this would never happen in real life the the council in the tv show gets up and says objection you know it's, they keep it quite or, or as it was at the time they keep it quite close to what uh, things were like so yeah so I, I got absolutely enraptured with the theater of justice probably even before I was interested in the substantive ideas of justice Bob yeah because you do as, as lawyers we find ourselves shouting it but well, I do shouting at a tv screen I don't know what effect I think it's going to have but you do <laughs> outraged aren't you at the nonsense uh-huh yeah well and you also think that you're watching uncritically tv shows like casualty thinking yeah that probably happens and then you're wondering <laughs> whether or not that's as far away from reality as your tv show 
that there, there was that that recent one quiz. I don't know if, if you saw that TV show. Um, it was about who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. um, huh. And they'd done the whole set perfectly and they'd recreated it incredibly. And then it went on to, I think, the part three of the, the series. And on part three, um, they started with the, the um, actual trial and uh, it just lost all semblance of reality completely. <laughs> it, was, it's, uh, it, it was definitely a good one to shout at if you fancy yeah. watching. Far removed from reality. Yeah. Okay, question number two is, did you have a nickname at school? And if so, what was it and why were you given it? I, you know, I don't think I, I, don't think I did. I, I was trying to think, I was like, no, I'm, that's, a really, that's a really bad sign, isn't it? I, I, I can't, uh, no, I, I don't think I had one. Did you have one? No, I didn't have one either. Well, that I knew of anyway. So. Well, that's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I may, I may well have had one, but not to my knowledge. Okay. And sticking with with school, uh, question number three is: Were you a swatty type at school? Um, I suppose it depends on what swatty. T- I mean, I wasn't good at sports. That's a wild understatement to say that. <laughs> um, I wasn't kind of in with the in crowd or anything, um, and I read books constantly. So yeah, I suppose to to the outside world, I suppose I look a swat, but. I, I didn't have to work that hard when I was at school. So I wasn't studious as swatty, but I probably, yeah, I wasn't, I, I didn't fit any of the other sort of stereotypes. So swatty was probably my newest one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, question number four, what was your first job? Uh, my first job was working in um, John Smith's bookshop in Glasgow, um, the old uh, bookshop in St Vincent Street. It had been trading proudly there, I think, since 1751. That was uh, the the number over the the door. And it was fantastic. John Smith's bookshop was a fantastic place to to work. Um, And uh, I really, really enjoyed my time there. And it was just such a shame, I think, when people started buying books over the internet as of course you know we we all do nowadays um the call for having high street bookshops just became less and less Mm -hmm. um but they're still going strong as an academic booksellers i'm glad to say Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was that was my first job on on the shop selling uh, books fab how long were you there for claire um probably about five or six years i am I started at John Smith's and was working there a while and then started also working at Fury Murray's Blast from the Past nightclub in Glasgow. You'll, you'll recall that. Do you know what I remember? I don't know that I was, if, or you're about to tell me I was there, are you? Um, I can't remember. I never, certainly never went there. I was, I went to the tunnel. That's where I lived. Yeah, you were, you were. <laughs> yeah, no. You, uh, but what was really funny was I remember when you talked about your first job mm-hmm. as the Red Bull rep going around in that car. And I remember, I remember you going around <laughs> in that car in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, uh, and going out to pubs and clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so um, Saturday was always very busy for me because it was all day at John Smith's and then usually an hour or two to get home and then back out to Fury Murray's. That was my Saturdays. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, question number five is, how do you define success, Claire? I have absolutely no idea how to 
find success. It just, it depends whatever you're trying to do that very minute, you know, Sometimes at the moment, success is just getting up at nine o'clock and having meetings with people. It's, you know, um, yeah. at the moment, my, unfortunately for me, I'm much, much closer to the couch than to the 5K at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> I try to see success in small things as opposed to a generic success in life. Just, you know, set set some set some minor goals and try to go for them. That way you might feel successful. Good answer. I like that. Question number six, favourite drink? Without a shadow of a doubt, vodka tonic splash of lime. Okay. (laughs) Easy, easy question. Easy question. (laughs) If if I had two drinks, I would say just, you know, why not have two? Um, I, I never used to drink wine at all until I reached my 40s and someone gave me a glass of a wine called Amarone di Valpolicella. Wow. And that is beautiful, beautiful wine. But uh, um, but my go-to drink, yeah, vodka tonic. Alrighty. <laughs> Question number seven is, what don't you like about your job? Uh, admin. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really it. The, the business part of it is, is the bit that I don't like. Um, because what happens is you, you're so caught up doing your job that admin is just pushed to the back and the back and the back and then you have a huge mountain of admin to do. So just the, the, the general admin of running a business is not what I would enjoy. I agree with you as well. I mean, I, um, I think I said to someone else on, on one of the other quizzes that the, I just detest doing phenotes, which you would imagine would be the enjoyable part of the job. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, no, I'm with you. <laughs> any, any kind of just sitting down to do admin in front of a computer is, is not my idea of fun. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I'm with you there. Um, question number eight. Which was your most memorable case to date? Um, actually, I think the one that, one that I'm involved at the moment, um, I'm involved in the case for... Um, Mr. McGrahy, in respect of the the Lockerbie case, mm-hmm. and um, that happened. The the, the actual uh, incident happened in 1988, just as I started uni. Okay, and and I followed the case all the way through my career. You know, the, the trial uh, um, at Camp Zeist, the first appeal, the second appeal. That, that never came to fruition and um, now as, as it happens I'm involved in, in the third one so I, I, I think just because I've followed that myself all the way through my career never of course thinking or, or suspecting that I would one day be involved in it yeah. um, and, uh, and that, uh, that case is, is, is uh, current at the moment so I think that's probably my, my biggest but there's, there's, there's other cases like what, what what I thought when you very first said that, I thought the first time I went to the Privy Council mm-hmm. um, and the Privy Council was as crazy to me as, you know, um, a unicorn. You know, it was just something that you heard tell of, but you would never know. And so, in fact, <laughs> when the first time I went to the Privy Council, I didn't know it was beside Downing Street. I didn't know it was nearby. Okay. So you know, we stepped out of the taxi and I'm like, 
we've come to the wrong place. You know, I was just, I was just so out of my depth. Um, so yeah, so things like things like that are, are are memorable moments. Not necessarily so much for the case, but just because you're somewhere that you'd only ever read about before or mm-hmm. heard about before. So going down to the Privy Council, going down to the Supreme Court, that sort of thing, um, are, are 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 nice milestones. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, question number nine is: Tell me one thing that would surprise me about you. You've known me so long. Was does anything surprise? Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I so my probably go to what people don't know about me is I'm a black belt in karate. I did karate from when I was a child. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's my 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 go to surprising fact and do you still i don't know what do you say no 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 no. i haven't for years and years i think you should maybe try a a move in the appeal court one day just to (laughs) to think lively (laughs) fighting myself more than anybody well, you can't just go back and start a beginner's class mm-hmm. because, you know, and so it's been so long since I've been away from it. But yeah. it was a great it was a great thing to do. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's my surprising fact. Very good, Claire. No, not to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, it would make any <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> All right, question number 10 is what traits and others irritate you the most? Uh, number one is being in any kind of position of power and abusing that power. So bullying, any form of bullying, micro-bullying, mm-hmm. serious bullying, just not treating someone well because you can is my number one bugbear. Okay, yeah, yeah. get that. Um, question number 11 straightforward one I hope although this has proved a bit of a tricky question for particularly our vegan uh, guests but the question is what's your favourite flavour of crisps? Well I'm vegetarian not yet vegan I know know Tommy is Um, I was surprised to find uh, Suzanne was as well Uh Um, and I'm just not there I just can't get over that whole cheese hurdle Right. so um, my favourite flavour of crisps would have been up until recently, um, uh, Pringles, um, uh, cheese and onion Pringles, dead mm-hmm. straightforward. But <laughs> I was introduced to truffle flavoured crisps. Have you ever tasted truffle flavoured crisps? Um, no, but somebody was speaking to me about them the other day, so I'll need to get a bag of them. <laughs> the, the, the combination of salt, fat, and the taste of truffle is uh, delicious. Right. I've become like a truffle pig if we've got one in the house. I'll be able to tell where the crisps are, <laughs> whatever they've been planked to try and hide them so I don't eat them all in the one go. Oh. Uh, yeah, so so okay. truffle flavoured. That's a, that's a very posh. That's a very posh new one. But for, for the most part, I can only usually get my hands on Pringles, so I'll go with cheese and onion Pringles. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay, question number 12. What book would you recommend that everyone should read? Well, um, 
if we're kind of sticking to a law theme, because I've got so many of so many different genres, but if we're sticking to a law theme, my absolute number one recommendation is In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing book. And um, there was a murder of, of four people in their house um, in America. Mm-hmm. And Truman Capote found out about this in New York. And he was already a kind of celebrated columnist. And he went to the, the town where it happened and uh, stayed there. And he brought along with him um, Harper Lee, who then went on to write To Kill a Mockingbird. And Harper Lee was his researcher. And they, they went into minute detail about not only the the um, the the crime which occurred, but the the people surrounding it, the people that were affected by it, the community, and also a real uh, insight into the people who were then um, caught for the crime mm-hmm. and uh, tried. I'll not give too much away of the story, but it is as fresh as if it could have been written yesterday. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written such a long time ago. And Harper Lee, I think, is credited with... It. A lot of the research is apparently she did. She was able to get stories from people that perhaps Truman Capote wouldn't have because because he wasn't seen as a local. He was very much an outsider. Yeah. Um, whereas she apparently was much uh, more able to... Um, get information from people and uh, it was a combination I think although he wrote in, uh, in Cold Blood it was a combination of her researches and his writing that got it so In Cold Blood, Truman Capote and then To Kill a Mockingbird after it. To follow up, Fab Yeah. Well that's inspired me to go and look that out, Claire so I look forward to speaking about it with you <laughs> Okay Alright, um, question 13 Do you have any irrational fears? <laughs> well, of course, if you've got a fear and it's irrational, you don't believe it's irrational. You think it's totally <laughs> That's very true. I, uh, I am not keen, as you will know, on flying. So I don't know whether that's irrational or not, or that's completely rational, because it seems to me really to be a quite rational thing, not to, to want to put yourself... Yeah. Sorry, I was just, saying, just as you were saying it, um, the the connection, I don't know if it's yours or mine, it probably is mine, but uh, the connection just disrupted. I think you said you're not keen on flying. Yes, uh-huh, absolutely not, not not keen on flying. I mean, I will do it. I have done it, you know, flown this year, but that's, that's it's something that I only do um, if I can't find any other way to do it, hence travelling around the world in my camper van as I do. Which is fabulous, anyway. Um, yes. So, what would you, what would be your kind of? Do you have a kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, how, how do you get yourself kind of g'd up and ready to go flying? Do you have to talk yourself prosecco or prosecco? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mention strong drugs of any sort. But prosecco. Just, just, just the weak drugs will do. Prosecco is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of glasses of prosecco, and I'm, I, I I will do it, but I'm I'm just I'm just not keen on it. So yeah. that's you know a lot of people just step on planes like they step in and out of cars, yeah. and I just uh, it takes me a bit more to to do that. Yeah, okay. As you say, totally rational. If you've got the fear, <laughs> it's rational. <laughs> oh dear. All right. The next question, question number fourteen is what are your oldest pair of shoes? 
Well, it's very funny that you ask this because I don't, I don't, you know, I just use shoes until they fall apart and then throw them out. I'm not, uh, I'm not too bothered about them. But um, in a conversation with one of my pals during lockdown, clear another clear, um, it transpires that a pair of shoes that I remember having in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. um, which, were, uh, which were black shoes, which black-heeled shoes, which had a bit, the, the, of the, um, a bit of the shoe which went up your leg, kind mm-hmm. of in a, in a spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they're trendy now. I'm not sure they were ever trendy. But... Um, <laughs> So uh, apparently, I found out during lockdown, I gave those shoes to my friend Claire, right. um, who says, oh, I've still got them upstairs in my cu- cupboard. I just haven't given them. So we've we've already made a pact that after lockdown, we're going to have a great shoe reunion, and wow. I'm going to be reunited with my early 90s shoes. So and where can we see you wearing them? Uh, probably nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe, I'll specially maybe uh, tweet a picture of my oldest shoes and send it to Edith when, yes, uh, when I get them back. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, I gave them. I think I gave them to her for for a, a night out. She was going on, and then time just passes, and I just never thought of them again. She just they just sat there all this time. Well, so. Oh dear. All right. Question number 15. Back to the law here. Um, who has had the biggest influence on your career in law? Gosh, um, there, there are so many people that have had an influence. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pick out one, uh, one person. People have influenced me at, at different times, in different ways. You know, some people have influenced me thinking yeah I will become a lawyer you know um, so some people influenced me perhaps not realising they were influencing me Um, some people I have watched them in court and thought oh one day I really want to be able to do that I want to stand there and and do that so I I couldn't name one because there have been so many and for so various reasons that that um, there's not one and there still are you know uh, um, so many people that I look and when they've finished a submission I send it kind of think that was that was amazing you know I, I, I like what they did there stuff so yeah I I, isn't it as, as advocates or any kind of lawyer watching others is how you learn but continue to learn and you pick up things yeah. and you achieve things and then you're moving on to a different level and yeah it's just a great way to to learn yourself yeah, absolutely. That's that's um, that's what I think. So so I think there's just been, you know, I, I, I'm inspired every day when I see people doing uh, great stuff, and they might not they might not know it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I would say to them that was really good and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, too many to mention. Okay. Yeah, absolutely understand that. Um, question number six. Plans. <laughs> question sixteen is favorite chocolate bar clear. Oh, anything Reese's, Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Cups, <laughs> Reese's, hands down. <laughs> oh, dear. There's no more to be said, there's no more discussion to be had. <laughs> oh. I, I was, I can say that prior to Reese's, uh-huh. I, was a, I was a solid fruit, Cadbury's fruit and nut mm-hmm. fan, but I immediately swapped allegiances and never went back. 
Really? As soon as juices came on the market, yes. Okay. Mm. See, I, I quite like, I like a fruit nut. Reese's, I don't know. I would, I would eat it, you know. <laughs> I would have it if you gave me it, but I don't know that I would crave it. Quite sick. All the for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to persuade you to like Oh, dear. Question 17. What's the fanciest event you've ever been to? I don't, I don't know. I mean, as lawyers, I think we get invited to quite a lot of sort of black tie dinners and any black tie dinner, I I feel is, is fancy. I do, there, there are two events that I really love. Um, one is the Tumbling Lassie at Preston Field House every year. It's in a beautiful setting. It's for a fantastic charity for mm-hmm. anti-trafficking. Um, and it's very, it's very fancy. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, but the other one, and closer to home uh, for you and I, is the Scottish Criminal Bar Burn Supper yeah. every year, mm-hmm. where they, they do that in the reading room at, uh, at faculty, and it's beautifully set out. Yeah. And, you know, we have um, uh, uh, Donald uh, Finlay doing Tam O'Shanter, mm-hmm. um, Tony doing Address to the Haggis, Tony Graham, um, and we, we have great speakers. Um, and that that I, I think that's really really special. It's fancy. It's fancy in its own sort of way because we've sort of a long tradition of our burn supper, and um, we've got such great speakers. So those are those are those are probably the fanciest things that I go to. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. The faculty burn supper really is, and it's I think something like forty people or something that can fit into the reading room for a dinner. So yeah, it's very small, but it's. Well, faculty just do things very well too, don't they? Even down to catering and, um, uh-huh. but it's a very special, I think special is the word, a special uh, night. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, probably, I think as well, there's a rule of what happens at the faculty birth supper stays there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a special, we'll just say it's special. That's all I want you to know. <laughs> oh, moving on swiftly. Um, Question number 18 is, uh, what quirks do you have? <laughs> um, so I, uh, I'm a, a humanist and a rationalist. And so I believe in science and I believe in, you know, don't believe in deities or, or anything like that. But unfortunately, at the same time, and completely irrationally, again, I'm also superstitious and okay. I can't help it. Okay. So... So if someone were to pick up a, um, a, you know, like a fork to stir something, a cup, I right. will like lunge over the desk to stop them, to stop them doing it. That or I will, like, is that a superstitious thing? A fork stirring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fork? you don't stir anything other than a spoon. Otherwise you have to stir it backwards. Or I don't know. There's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not plagued by it. Don't get me wrong. But, but yeah, what's, what's very embarrassing and annoying from my perspective is that I know it's a load of nonsense, but for some reason. So yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my, my uh, quirkiest trait for sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> Question 19. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Again, there are just, there are so many different pieces of advice for so many different parts of your life. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, uh, 
I think I... I don't know. I, I couldn't say because there's lots of different. I mean, I think I'd probably be here for about an hour, another hour, which I'm sure no one would be interested in listening to all the advice that I've been given over the years. And I've and I've very gratefully received, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure. Again, it's like success. There are so many discs that have helped me, um, and I've been very grateful for. But I don't think I could highlight just one. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, question number... What was yours? Um, do you know, I can't remember. Do you know, in fact, I didn't answer that question because as the quiz has gone on, it has somewhat changed. I think we've added in two extra questions, one being that question and the other okay. one being, um, what book would you recommend? So I, I didn't get them. I only answered 20. I got, oh, no. I, 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 I'm, I went I'm, I'm now obliged to turn the tables on you and ask you <laughs> I don't like you. I don't think, I can't, I don't know. What, the best piece of advice probably, um, I think certainly, uh, and I think I discussed this with somebody else in their quiz, it was just, and I think decent folk would do this in any event, but just be very pleasant, particularly to the clerks of court. And, you know, that will smooth your passage. So certainly that the question is not... Um, targeted at law but that was certainly in terms of law uh, legal my legal, legal. that was legal mine legal. and the the book I would recommend everyone should read is the bible so that's an easy answer for me so yeah well thank you Claire for um asking me them because I missed them out <laughs> <laughs> good well I'm glad we got them well done <laughs> interview interview turns interviewer I love it <laughs> are very bad at, at always asking people questions sorry no not at <laughs> all that's our job after all isn't it well it certainly uh, can be uh, so going back to you we are now on question um 20 what job would you be terrible at clear <laughs> anything which required me to be quiet and sit still <laughs> <laughs> any job with those as as a requirement would be my idea of hell right so I, I don't know I don't know an, an office based job of some sort or would you yeah I could not of- uh-huh I could not do nine to five whilst unfortunately simultaneously complaining that my job isn't nine to five I could also not do a nine to five job <laughs> I don't suppose I'd, <laughs> I don't suppose I'd ever be happy but but yeah, I, I, I don't think I would be, I think, I think if I was in an office, not only would I hate it, but everyone else would hate it as well. I would drive people demented if I was in an office. <laughs> That's another reason why you need to be self-employed. Yeah, no, I get that as well. Um, question 21, what is the weirdest talent you have? I don't. I don't think I have any weird talents. I used I used to have a really really good memory, and it's just not the same anymore. Um, but I used to have a, a you know write it down. I would just memorise it necessarily without understanding it or knowing it, and then I could regurgitate it. Hence, passing my exams at university. <laughs> <laughs> but but two days later, not not remembering, not knowing. Yeah. Um, and now even that skill has gone. So <laughs> I, uh, but that that would have been had had I been young, that that would have been what my answer would have been. But that skill has now 
has now left me as well. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I Oh, I'm sure you do. There'll be hidden talents in there, definitely. Um, and then our final question, Claire, is what have you enjoyed most about lockdown? Uh, just the change of pace that, that allow you to do other things. You know, the, the fact that you're not sort of getting home and thinking, right, okay, what's the next thing that I have to do to leave the house again? Um, and it's just, it's allowed all sorts of things to happen. Um, it's allowed the bike to come out of the shed to go and get fixed. Because um, you were always all, very keen on your bike, weren't you, Claire? I yeah. mean, cycling to work and things like that. Absolutely. I love, I love cycling. Um, go cycling holidays. Um, uh, yeah, I really, really love uh, being on my bicycle, but you just don't have enough time for it quite a lot of the time um but you know I mean I've, I've I've been cooking I've been I've been baking I made shortbread the other day I was standing oh. in my own kitchen who am I I'm not I'm now making shortbread <laughs> and as you as well as you will well know and maybe others won't you know that would not have happened on an, any ordinary you know afternoon no. um but just just having that bit more time and I must say I um you know I want to you know that I feel is uh, is mine whether or not it'll work I don't know whether or not things just go back to normal and we all start on that hamster wheel again I'm not sure but I would really really like to try and hold on to some of that yeah no absolutely I think that's the fear isn't it that things I, d I don't think things will go back to normal I think the new normal will incorporate aspects of lockdown and I just I'm a bit concerned about people just being normal with each other because with social distancing I mean I don't know how you feel about going to shops and things like that even at minute you've got people literally jumping away from you as if you've got the plague which I think I suppose some people do approach it like that but you just do wonder how social you know so social interaction will go back well, to semblance I, I wonder about that because because the new normal became normal so fast mm that maybe we'll just we'll just go back again yeah. if and when the pandemic is over, hopefully very much um, when. I just wonder whether or not it, that will f f fade again for people and they'll be like, oh, do you remember that time when yeah. we had to keep two metres apart? Or, I hope so, because you know, I think there's yeah. certain people, I don't know about you, not that I'm good about hugging folk normally, but certainly with certain people, your family, you know, if you're quite a tactile person, you really miss that, don't you? And just when yes. you meet someone, um, giving them a hug. So you're right, maybe that will just kick in once we, the, the restrictions are lifted a bit. Yeah, I hope so. Hope but you've so. enjoyed the, the slower pace, um, finding, yeah. you have got a hidden talent, there you are, you're a short bread maker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kept itself very very hidden for a number of decades now <laughs> it's just that's my hidden talent almost edible shortbread you'll, you'll now have to take it into the appeal court with you and just let them all sample <laughs> once you're back I, think, I don't think that's going to help my submissions <laughs> I think I'd better just stick to the law I think oh. that's probably the plan Claire, thank you so much. You've been a fabulous guest. Uh, I've Not really enjoyed um, taking, or you taking this quiz, and indeed myself, <laughs> with my bonus two questions. Um, so thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to answer the questions and being so fabulous in doing so. Um, I enjoyed it. 
That's good. I'm glad you did. Um, before I let you go, could I ask you to nominate someone to, to take the quiz next? I would like to nominate John Scullion, QC, okay. as uh, the person on. next to take the, the, the test. Good luck. I look forward to seeing what his answers to things are. Fantastic. Claire, thank you so much again. Um, you've been a fabulous guest and we're really grateful to you for, for taking part. So I hope to see you in the flesh soon. Absolutely. Very much so, Edith. Take care. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hey Legal Quiz. We are releasing more episodes weekly, so please sign up for free to Hey Legal on our website to access our free content, legal updates and more. Plus follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and on all podcasting platforms.